Welcome to the Falling Skies cast, the first podcast dedicated to Falling Skies on TNT. Hello, welcome back to the Falling Skies cast. I am Jimmy and Georgia, your host, and we're back a little late this week as been the custom here the last several weeks it seems but we are back in time here to talk about falling skies season two episode number eight death watch which sounds like something from star wars i don't know guys i'm sorry for the lateness of this week's podcast Uh, it's been a pretty crazy week Uh, it is thursday this week i usually try to record monday night it is now thursday evening so hopefully this will be out soon. Who knows? Because quite honestly, I'm the slowest editor in the history of editing, I think. I will probably spend two or three hours going through the audio. And it's pretty silly. Which is one of the reasons it's hard for me to get some of this done on a timely manner quite often. I do apologize for the delay. We've only got a couple more episodes to go. and definitely don't want to uh, to miss a week here. Even if it is super close to the next episode coming out. Or maybe not. <laughs> we'll see about that, I guess. But we do have a, a pretty good episode to talk about. This was more of the character-driven episode. There was some action. There were some uh, twists and turns along the way. And I, for one, enjoyed the episode. I don't know. It's not my favorite, but it was still really good. As far as just some random discussion before we get into anything seriously, I'm definitely glad it ended the way it ended versus the way it looked like it was ending there for a few minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that later on here in the show. But I do, I just want to say welcome back to the podcast. Once again, sorry for the delay this week. We are going to jump back into our regularly scheduled podcast where we uh, do our normal Falling Skies stuff. And we're going to start off like we usually will with just a tad of Falling Skies news. From the Falling Skies Cast Studios, it's the Falling Skies News with Jimmy and Emmy. Because every week we try to come back with you fellows and ladies out there in the podcaster sphere. I don't know, I might have just made that one up. But we try to come back and just quickly run over the ratings for the previous week. And, you know, this week is slow late in the week I could do previous weekend, the episode we're here to discuss. But I had this happen a few weeks back, and I'll hold that off, I guess, till next week, even though I could talk about it here, just for grins and giggles, or as I'm more apt to say, kicks and giggles, for whatever reason. And we'll do that. But anyway, episode number seven... From actually a couple weeks ago, we had to take the week off when the Olympics were getting going. Didn't wait for the Olympics to end, though, which I think is kind of interesting. But back on July the 20th, that episode, Milan Labe, I believe is how you say that, that had you know, about the same amount of viewers, I guess, technically. Live plus same day TNT reported, I'm supposing, which is kind of odd. But anyway, TNT was reporting that it had 3.4 million viewers. Live plus same day with 1.5 million in the 18 to 49 group. And then it reports back with live plus seven days for the July 8th episode of Falling Skies. And those numbers went up to 5.6 million viewers with 2.6 million in 18 to 49. So definitely continuing that middle 5 million viewer mark once you include seven days worth of DVR views. And again, I'm assuming that's only DVRs at Nielsen Family Homes. I haven't actually ever confirmed that, but I'm assuming that to be the case. And uh, I guess that's going to wrap up this brief little section of Falling Skies News. 
I guess we can't just mention here there are two more episodes left that will be airing on August the 12th and August 19th, and that will wrap up our season two of Falling Skies, and production will begin very soon for season three, which, unless something changes, I'm still saying will premiere next year on Father's Day, continuing the tradition that these first two seasons have set up. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And uh, I think at that, we'll jump into our next segment, one that hopefully you enjoy, maybe so. It's usually kind of short, but hopefully a little fun. And it's time for me to call my mama. Up to you. Oh, just watching TV. That's good. How's your days been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Another hot one, as always, it seems. Y'all get a pile of rain? Yeah, a little bit, not not too much. It rained more yesterday. Yeah, I mean it flooded here yesterday. Yeah. And Tifton really got flooded. Huh? Yes, between Shawnee's and uh, is a isn't it a hotel there, a Romana or something? Something like. It's just a canal through there now. Wow. I mean it poured there. Huh? Did you watch Fallen Sky Sunday night? I don't think I ever asked you about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I did. What do you think about this last and, one? Uh, a lot of people don't like the one that I want to watch on Sunday night because it's real gritty. It's so intense. That Hell on Wheels. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like it. I mean, you either got to like it or you don't. That's just. That's the uh, the Western, right? Yeah, it's really uh, Much like intense. Of it, maybe I watched the a, a, a opening of it where the guy was in a church. Yeah, that's as far as I got. I just think, eh, I don't care. Right, and Michael and him don't miss. Is it True Blood or something? So is that on the same time as Fallen Skies, or is it on a different time? No, that now, or I may be thinking it may be something else, but something like that. They watch. They like I'm it. That, that uh, Western you're talking about. Yes, on AMC, like we're Breaking Bad and all. Right, which Michael and Tar don't have anymore because they took AMC off Dish. But right, is that on at nine o'clock or is that on like ten? Oh, uh, it's on at nine o'clock. So did you watch that instead of Fallen Skies or you? Or... No, uh, Fallen Skies comes on this Sunday night. Right, it was on last Sunday night too. The last one I seen, they got to the uh, place they were going and the bridge was out. Yeah, that they was. Couldn't get to the other side. Yeah. Right, yeah, that was Sunday. Yeah, that's the one I watched. Right, 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 right. Yeah, it was good. But then the uh, porter, the guy they thought had died, showed up, and they were like, oh, you come with us. Yeah, I like that. So, so the next two weeks will be the ones that have uh, Terry O'Quinn in there. I, think, I don't know if you saw the preview. Uh, I don't remember if I did. But, uh, you know, I told you a while back that John Locke, or the actor that played John Locke, is going to be on these last couple episodes. Yeah, yeah, you did tell me that. Yes, yeah. you did. It starts this, this Sunday. Oh, well, I'll, I'll have to finish watching Fallen Skies, but I haven't got into it now. I, I mean, I can't watch everything at 9 o'clock. Right. Well, they re-show stuff. AMC and TNT both re-show everything. Right. Well, I'm glad you called. You surprised me. Well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I just hope y'all have a good night. You too. Bye, babe. Bye. All right, well, we're going to jump into our Falling Skies feedback. I think as we've mentioned in the last few weeks, as, as we start off our feedback section pretty much with the Mama in Georgia segment, and then we go into what some of you out there in the listening audience, or maybe just Twitter and just Facebook, I don't know. Like I know some people actually listen to the show. I mean, I see 
you know, downloads and stuff from FeedBurner. That's the uh, the service I used to track that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I know people are subscribing, I know people listen, but I don't think I hear all that often from people who do listen. I know some of the people, for sure, on Facebook and Twitter listen because they mention something said on the podcast or they ask about the next episode and that kind of thing. But I also realize in some cases, I'm sure, some of the people who interact with us, maybe on both sites, uh, aren't necessarily listeners of the show. So hopefully... Um, we'll, uh, share listener feedback. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we're here to talk about Fallen Sky's feedback, and we, like I said, we usually get in the stuff from Facebook and Twitter, and I was just double-checking. Like, I realized I hadn't had any phone calls this season, and so I was double-checking all my emails, making sure that I had had, you know, those up-to-date, and I was checking it right. Because it was actually, the voicemail I had set up was under the original name of the show. We mentioned this, I think, last week, week before. How the, when the show first started, when my podcast first initiated it, uh, the show was entitled Fallen, F-A-L-L-E-N Skies, instead of Falling Skies. And so I had set up my Google Voice for this show underneath that old email address and stuff. So I just double-checked that, and, and I didn't have any new messages there. So I, I kind of tend to forget that. It's set up underneath a different email, but anyway, we're here once again to uh, share some stuff from Facebook and Twitter, and again, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially here as we wind up the season. I mean, as, as I'm recording, we're just a couple days away from episode number nine, and they're just over a week away from episode ten, so this season's just about to wrap up. Uh, I've definitely been excited to see Terry O'Quinn, so I'm a huge Lost fan. I love Lost. Uh, I know I've mentioned, I think, previously that my office is a Star Wars office. Well, a few years ago, before I was uh, decorating everything with Star Wars posters and toys and stuff, I had lost posters and lost uh, magazines framed on the wall. Uh, one of the one of the best things I had from Lost was the uh, the light up hatch that we dug out. We have John, um, Jack, Kate, and Hurley. That's a really cool piece, and I have that in the closet, I guess, at the moment. But anyway, this isn't the Lost Podcast with Jimmy and Georgia, although that would have been fun many years ago. This is the Falling Skies Cast with Jimmy and Georgia, and we're going to start over on Facebook and from someone I know who actually listens to the show, at least on most occasions it seems, based on comments he has made here on the Facebook page. And we're going to start there with Brandon on August 6th. It's definitely a few days ago. This was Monday. Uh, he made two posts. Uh, the first one was, you know, I really enjoyed last night's episode of Falling Skies. I liked the slower pace it had in it, digging a little deeper into Maggie's past and revealing a little from Tector's. I wonder how it's going to affect Maggie and Hal's relationship. It didn't have the holy crap what's going to happen next factor to me, but it, for me, was a good episode. Charleston. I was like, part of me wanted to believe it was there, and then when they saw it demolished, I wasn't in total shock that there was nothing there. I thought Maggie Hall and Pope were captured by Mex for sure. I liked the way they left that in suspense. And when Porter showed up in the end, if I remember correctly, I thought Porter was killed when they were trying to blow up Skidder home base in Massachusetts. I could have been mistaken, though. I'm thinking the season finale is going to be good, but I'm not sure if it's going to have that jaw-dropping cliffhanger that season one did. That's my thought. After that, a few minutes later, he posted another post saying, hopefully I posted soon enough to get... Had to work late tonight, so it pushed back watching the episode. So definitely have plenty of time to get your comments in there, Brandon, and I definitely appreciate those um, from you taking the time to do that. And um, 
It's only comment as far as an actual post by someone else. You know, several people liked things. A few people posted on some of the posts that I made, such as also on August 6th, Paji, maybe? I'm not sure how to say that. Oh, I have a hard time with names, I guess. It says, I see tension in the second match's future with the new authority. I guess that's going to be all for the Facebook page. I mean, there's some other things people liked and whatnot. I mean, I've been trying to post some stuff there fairly regularly. But um, I guess that'll be all for the moment. All right, and then you go for over to our Twitter feedback. And if you haven't already, you can follow us over on Twitter at The Falling Skies. And uh, I know we were just talking about Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Falling Skies Cast. Okay, over on Twitter, we are up over 1,300 uh, followers there. So, again, if you're one of those people, we appreciate it. We'd love to hear from you. It's hard when I'm doing this a little late to know where to start. <laughs> I think we're going to start on August the 5th or 4th um, as the new episode was approaching and as it was um, you know, airing and stuff like that instead of going back too far since it has been a little late. Well, actually, a lot of late this week um, on everything else. All right, so we're going to start August the 5th, it looks like. Bill says, Falling Skies and Mars Curiosity both tonight. A space-themed night for sure. Um, and that's at Marker Bot Pitbull on the Twitter. Um, at 3F by Space. Oh, Robert there says, um, speaking of the, that night's episode, uh, or the one we're discussing here today, to me it, it appeased those who love character development and upset those who like alien action. And then at Thogar said, I like the balance of this episode tone. It's what makes Falling Skies better than most. And then at Casey underscore Purvis, um, and that's I believe that was Captain Fishhead Guy, which I, I, I do appreciate that. I like that name. Despite having an ominous title, Death March, turned out to be a peaceful episode, which is pretty much true. And then he says, um, does anyone else think that Mars Curiosity River looks like a skitter with wheels? I hadn't really thought about that. <laughs> I think that's kind of funny. We received a follow Friday from at seven sweet princess seven, so thanks for that. Um, at gh underscore schuster, uh, also known as Falling Skies Blog, uh, sent us a few things uh, over there with some articles. Uh, Pope 2.0, a man of many wars, part one and part two, and then also another article: Why is Falling Skies awesome? So again, check out their blog if you haven't already. That is fallingskiesblog.wordpress.com. Dot com. Also on the Twitter, at GH underscore Schuster says, any update on the latest cast is going to be posted, and that was um, earlier. And uh, sorry about that. You know, Like I said, it was Thursday when I finally got to start recording, and then uh, I had to finish up a little later um, because I was tired. And that's one thing, too, uh, guys. I'm sorry that it has been a, a late week this week getting this done. It's been a long week in a good way, though. Like I got to spend time with family over the weekend, uh, I got to go out of town. I had a day off of work, uh, but I wasn't in town to work on anything like this. I, I got to go spend some time with family, so it was good, but it definitely wasn't conducive to being home and actually working on stuff like this. Because this is work. I, I mean, I know I like following you guys. I like the the whole hobby of doing a podcast or whatnot, but uh, it does consume a pretty good amount of time to actually do it. So I'm um, sorry, that, again, that it was delayed this week. And uh, I think that's pretty much going to wrap up our feedback section. Don't have any emails that I can remember getting this last week or so. And yeah, and like I said, no, no voicemails or anything. So that's going to move us over into our 
episode discussion time, like as we, we we start the show like this most weeks, where we introduce the show, we go through some news, we have Mom and Georgia, we do some feedback, and then we jump into our Falling Skies recap. We go through our Falling Skies 5, the five most pivotal moments of the episode, and then depending on references and whatnot, we try to talk about historical references and or pop culture references. Um, we'll tell you how you can contact us, and then we'll have our Pope Quote of the Week, and that's pretty much what happens on the Falling Skies cast. And so we're going to go into our Falling Skies recap here, and we'll try to do that fairly quickly so we can get this moving right along, and then um, we'll follow that up with five moments that were pretty important this week. And uh, there definitely were some important ones this go-around. And then we'll see what happens, and uh, hope you'll stick around. It's time for the Falling Skies Recap, part of the show where we recap Falling Skies. Well, this week's episode, Death March. Again, that was kind of a strange title, considering there was not really much death. There was a, a skitter girl unseen skitter boy and that was about it <laughs> all right so we are on the road we're going to charleston at one point on the med bus we hear tom say they're 300 miles away anthony says they're running out of fuel uh, matt has written a little will uh, i don't know what in the world he has a skateboard and a backpack and that's probably about it and he wants to make sure what happens to that stuff if he dies and we go to the opening credits Weaver and Tector are driving along, and it's obvious fairly quickly. Weaver's trying to fish out some information here from Tector. Tector seems to be sleepy. He keeps trying, calling Weaver boss or, or something to that effect instead of, you know, sir or captain or something more appropriate. And Weaver doesn't appreciate that. Pope seems to scare Mal. Yeah, that's our little shipper name for him, I guess. Maggie and Howe. He says he needs a, a potty break. And we do learn here they are the forward scouts. They're trying to go ahead of everyone else to make sure the road is clear and they can do this. One thing I, I see at this point, especially, they're on like some back road. There's, you know, it's open, and that's cool. Uh, and Pope even mentions why they're on this particular road. This is the road he used to take down to Florida to see his kids. Okay, I get that. There should be more carnage and old cars and stuff. Like, this is, I don't know, like... Their apocalypse isn't a very good apocalypse in a lot of ways. Unless this apocalypse happens super fast, and we haven't gotten tons of details about how quickly all this happened, there should be cars jamming every road and every interstate and every place. And like most of the time, they're on a bridge or something. It's empty. That's not the way it should be. And and you know, like we see The Walking Dead. If you're a fan of that show, I definitely am. I think that's probably one of the best shows on television. Granted, I always hear that all of these other shows are probably you know better, but I never I don't watch those shows, so I don't know. I don't watch Breaking Bad or Mad Men or any of those kind of shows. Not really into drama unless there's more of a uh, sci-fi or fantasy element in it, like this show, like The Walking Dead. But anyway, Walking Dead, they're you know the cars are jamming the roads. The cars are everywhere um, when they try to get someplace, and they have to move them out of the way and stuff. And I think that's much more realistic. So kind of you know Zombie Land, whatever any of those kind of movies. Um, that I think that would be more appropriate. People are scared, they're on the road, they're trying to run away, but in the Falling Skies world, eh, we're staying home and die. It's cool. <laughs> At least that's how it looks. But anyway, we'll get off that one and get back to our recap. Um, Lordris seems to still be just kind of hopeless. She doesn't really seem to care to help these people. Um, Anne is worried. Uh, Weaver is still talking to Tector, and he thinks he's trying to hide some of his military past. We soon find out that he is... Um, but then they hit something, and uh, they find out they hit a harnessed little girl. 
which is kind of creepy. Anne takes care of her as she takes care of everyone. Tom wants to help Weaver, doesn't want another enemy agent in the camp. The little girl asks for her brother, Tyler. And I don't know, maybe it's because his little girl died and his other his older daughter left his side. Maybe, I don't know, Weaver seems to have kind of a soft spot for the little harness gal. We cut back over to Maggie, and she wants to know what's happened when they when they get to Charleston. You know, what's going to be there? And then she says something here that is repeated later in the episode by how um, trust fate will throw you a favor. And then now we have the truck is overheating. And this is actually where Pope mentions visiting his kids down in Florida. And we go back over to Anne. She's still worried, as always. She's trying to get everyone hydrated. Tom admits that if they cut off the harness of these kids, these kids will never be normal. Okay, and I guess maybe he's talking about how at this time, because it's been such a long time, they would not be normal. Because apparently, I don't know if I ever mentioned on the show, we I'd question that. Like, what happened to the other kids who were deharnessed when Ben came back? There were six of them all together. One of them died, and there were so there were four other harness kids in the camp besides Ricky and Ben. And apparently, all their little spikes and stuff went away. They were they were better after that. And I'd kind of forgotten about that a few weeks ago. It's when I was we we're having a discussion. So it may have already been channeled on the, on the podcast. But some kids were normal afterwards. It's I guess it's just again the the length of time is the determining factor as if they can be normal again. Because obviously Ricky and Ben were not. Karen will not be. How is trying to get the radiator cap off of the the radiator? <laughs> Pope sees a hole in a hose, says he will patch that up and go get some water because there's a river nearby or something to that effect. Pope and Maggie are alone, and Pope starts asking what happens when he finds out what you are and what you did. I don't know, Pope, eventually it kind of seems like he's trying to help her out almost, like in a weird sort of way, like the way he's talking with her. Because obviously, for whatever reason, she felt the need to share with him what was happening or something. I mean, somehow he knew about her past. I don't know. It's just kind of a strange, strange situation. Uh, we do see while Anne is driving there on the road, Conway is 48 miles, Georgetown is 85 miles, and Charleston is 146 miles. So you know, it's definitely a few hours later um, in our little trip down the coast. And we have Anthony here again is talking, which is good. There's some kind of device Anne was using there in the, in the thing that was, I guess, pumping water into people to kind of hydrate them. And Anthony thinks that 20 hours of driving and bumping and whatever has broken the device. And so now they have a dehydrated patient and Lordris is still acting like a cuckoo bird. I don't know. It's just weird. Pope is still antagonizing Maggie when we get back over to there. And he says, don't buy into Charleston. Like, he doesn't believe all the rumors and stuff. Um, which is apparent from his you know quote last time, the end of the previous episode. And this is the part I think is kind of strange. Maggie is scared to talk about her past, and Pope tells her to tell the truth. And I don't know if he tells her this trying to break Maggie and Hal up, or if he's actually trying to help her. That just seems kind of strange. And so we go back over to the little harness girl, Jenny. Jenny, I may not be a smart man, but I know what a harness is. And Matt shares some food with her. And it's, again, funny to hear how the Skitter people talk about stuff. She said Tyler is her... Uh, another boy who's joined at the same Guardian, um, and the Guardian and the other Skidders were killed by humans. And so, again, just another word they use for things. They're joined, and they have a Guardian. I think that's kind of interesting. And then Matt, he's such a smart little guy, he tells her the whole plan. So if the aliens, for whatever reason, weren't aware of Charleston, well, they are now, in my opinion. But again, 
the aliens don't seem very smart anyway, so who knows. Weaver's still talking with Tector as we cut back over there, and we find out that Tector was a gunny. He was a Marine gunnery sergeant, and he served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He apparently had 10 tours of duty. Tector says he doesn't want to be in Charleston. He has his reasons, but that's all he'll say. Matt, again, sharing every detail he can think of and stuff they've made up about Charleston with Jenny, and he's trying to get her to come with them. Definitely my thought here is she's manipulate him just like Karen manipulated Ben and Hal. And then next up we have, oh, we hear some noises and she starts acting kind of weird like she's sick or something. And she can feel her skitter brother is nearby. Do, do, do. So Tom and crew investigate um, all around the caravan and her brother tries to get her back. We get back over to Pope and Hal and they get the truck started. Pope continues to drop hints that she need that Maggie needs to talk with Hal about something. Hal tries to get her to talk. She won't at first. And then finally she says when she got out of the hospital, she got away at 18. She was living with a guy on a dirty mattress and used drugs. And she broke into different homes. She ended up in the Farmington Women's Correctional Facility. And if you haven't seen Cable Guy, that probably didn't make any sense. But if you did, maybe that was funny. And then she happened to be three months pregnant. And they happened to take her baby away while she was in prison. So. Lots of lots of information there. Um, stuff that clean-cut little Hal from high school would not probably take very well. But, you know, later on the episode, doesn't seem to be too affected by it, hopefully. Um, and then here again, uh, Tom, as we get back over to the others on the road and the caravan, says that the GTO has a broken axle. And again, I thought the GTO was already out of commission beforehand. But anyway. So again, they have a, they come to a fork in the road, and they get on to 52 uh, per Weaver's instructions. And I guess, based on that, Hal and Maggie were must have been on the other road, which I think was Somerville, 17 miles away. I don't know the road number. I don't have that written down here in my notes. And then Matt goes back to Jenny, and Tyler is outside on the back of the bus. The little girl pushes Matt and Ann out of the way and runs away. Oh, when they get back on the road again, Matt wakes up. He asks about old Jenny. Um, and I guess here we talk about how um, Ben is fighting with the Rebel Skidders to protect us. And Tom promises Ben that he's not going to die. And then my thought, too, again, just the way that I thought Jenny was manipulating old little Matt. I thought she was going to steal his journal since he was bright enough to actually show her his little journal of everything that's been going on. And I was surprised that it was still there. But it was. And then Laudris is still acting the fool. Um, and she isn't helping the patient, and we see that the patient is dead. Like, I mean, pretty much it seems like Lodgers killed this guy because she was being an idiot. And I don't know that for sure, but that seemed to be the case to me. She wasn't doing anything. I was like, what's your problem? Okay, your little dude died. Get over it. It's an alien apocalypse. Millions and billions of people have died. 90% of the world's population, I believe, is the number we heard back in the day, have died. That's like 6 billion people or something. Um, Hal and Maggie are still behind on their pit stop as they're trying to be ahead of the group and they've fallen behind, whatever. And Hal, again, is responding very awkwardly to the news. And then suddenly bright lights shine on them. He slams on brakes. And that's all we see. And then Weaver goes back over to to Weaver. And he's talking about Boone with Tector and he thinks that's why he's running away. And then we have a story about an Afghanistan patrol and like an ambush that happened. And uh, three of his men were killed and Tector blames himself. And Weaver reassures him the enemy killed his men that he did not. And then we we talk about the Battle of Fitchburg here once again from the little comic book 
And then there was one story that was really interesting from Weaver. Like, he was planning to run away. He was planning just to get up one night and just take out and just not tell anyone and just be gone. And uh, he didn't do it. He stayed because he knew those people needed a leader. And I think that's an interesting little story. And then we have our convoy stopping. And a larger... They're like, yeah, we made it to Charleston. All right. And the bridge is destroyed. And there's lots of debris all around. And we finally get a look across the bridge. And the city looks destroyed. Bam, bam, Again, this reminds me of another sci-fi show that was on cable a few years ago. These people were looking for a certain thing. They got there and it was all destroyed. And I was like, oh, man. I knew there was something there, but it, it kind of had me going there for a minute. It's like, well, they're going to find something here, but obviously not what they were expecting. At least that's what it looks like now or whatever. But And then we have here Tom is crying in the bus and tries to get him to talk. And he said he wanted it to be true, wanted it to be true for all of them. He wanted a second chance. Here, Anne shares some good advice with Tom. And she should have probably told Laudris this too. And said, you know what, we're a heartbeat away from death, but we're not dead yet. I'm not dead yet. I'm feeling much better. I don't know. Random Monty Python thought in my head there while I was talking. And Tector, based on the story that Weaver told him earlier, is able to give Weaver a little pep talk. And he stands up for his people and gives them the Independence Day type speech. Because they need him more now than ever. And they're not going to lie down. They're not going to quit. They're going to find another place to live. They're going to live on. They're not going to go quietly into the night. They're not going to give up without a fight. You know, all those kind of things. And then Porter's not dead. He's surely alive. Which is weird. And I was trying to think back about this. And I haven't gone back and rewatched it. I'm pretty sure going back to near the end of season one, Die comes in from a uh, scouting mission and talks about how Porter's group was, was hit and that he's gone. And so, again, you don't see the body, they're not dead. That's the general rule on TV and movies and books, too, I guess. And then one thing that's kind of funny, old Porter, good old Mr. I was in Band of Brothers, comes up and he uh, tells Tom how his legend is growing. So there is a legend of Tom Mason. There could be folk songs about Tom Mason. Who knows? And that makes me think of Firefly and uh, the song about Jane. Jane! The man they call Jane! I don't know. This random stuff I think about. And then we see that how Maggie and Pope were with Porter and his Continental Army. And, yeah, they're going to go back to their hidden secret base there in Charleston, pretty much. And so that pretty much wraps up that episode of Falling Skies. And now, without any further ado, we're going to jump into our Falling Skies 5. All right, it is time for the Falling Skies 5. The five most pivotal moments of the episode. All right, we're on the road to Charleston, and our number five most pivotal moment of this week, I'm thinking, is Maggie, Hal, and Pope are separated from their mission and from their group. We learned early on they are the forward scouts. They're trying to make sure the way is clear. They're trying to help, help the group get there you know, safely and easily as possible. They have some car trouble. They um, get behind, and then they get what appears to be captured, and we, we find out later on they were not captured. They were just met up with by other resistance fighters from the Continental Army, so it all worked out. But that did change some things, I think, as far as what happened with you know their trip down. And so I think that's an important part of the show, and that definitely gave us the opportunity to learn more about Maggie, which, guess what, that's going to be number four on my list. Maggie opens up and shares about her sordid past, if you will. Um, she talks about her drug use, her illegitimate child, her prison time, her thievery, all these things, uh, which definitely helps 
going back to season one, her know how, where to find all this heroin and things that she was finding. And she was saying, Oh, it was because my aunt was sick and blah, blah, blah. No, it wasn't. It was because she was a drug user and she was in the hospital herself. And so definitely we see more of that playing into part here. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I definitely think Hal was taken aback by this, but then by the end of the episode, he was quoting her line about fate, throwing you some luck or whatever. So He's okay with it. She's a pretty girl. There aren't that many left. He'll get over it. It's it's an apocalypse. It's all good. <laughs> um, it's not like there's that many choices. Most of the resistance are dudes uh, at this point. <laughs> there's Crazy Lee. There's Anne. There's Laundress. There's Maggie. And most of the other people you see in the second mass are dudes. So he's, he's the lucky one here to have a lady. All right. Number three on my list is going to be Jenny. Little Harness Gal and her brother came along this week and and I think this is important not the fact that she showed up but the fact that Matt for whatever reason is an idiot and shared with her everything that he could possibly share with her that could be bad and again the aliens seem to be kind of dumb they don't seem to be able to find groups of people very easily they can't seem to find heat signatures or light or noise but for whatever reason apparently the um, secret hidden base there in Charleston has been undetected as Porter is there and the Continental Army is there. But Jenny is a uh, faithful little skitter girl and she wants to go back to some guardians with her brother until everything she's found out from the little Mason guy who's not so bright. And so the aliens are coming. The aliens are coming. All right. Number two, they get to Charleston and it's not there apparently. Um, this was the giant letdown ending for the episode. If the, you know, if the episode would have ended a couple minutes sooner, this would have been like, oh man, this sucks. Um, this is pointless and hopeless and blah blah blah. But you know, it didn't end that way. But that's definitely the way it seemed. They all lost hope. They were all just out of it. And then you know, Weaver does step up and make the speech and trying to give them some hope and some encouragement. But then Porter shows up, and guess what? That's our number one point for this week. Most pivotal moment. Porter and his people from the Army, the Continental Army, show up, and he's alive, Hope is alive, Charleston is alive, and the Second Mass is going to go find their hidden, awesome secret base in Charleston. And so that's good stuff, I think, all the way around. And then we're going to have drama, I'm sure, with what's going on there in Charleston, and then what happens with um, the aliens coming because of Jenny, I would have and Matt. So... One thing I, I really don't know, I, somebody posted, I guess, earlier, in, um, I guess it was Brandon saying something, he was excited about the finale, thought it was going to be good, but yeah, what's the cliffhanger going to be? And I'm sure, yeah, that was Brandon who said that. I don't know, I have no clue what the cliffhanger is going to be, and I don't, it's one of the things, I haven't seen it yet, I don't want to know. The best cliffhanger I think I've ever seen on any show, that anything ever, was Lost Season 3. Uh, I don't know if you were a fan of that show, I don't know if you watched that show, I honestly don't want to spoil you on the ending if you haven't seen it, but something happened at the end of that show. I'm like, holy shnikes. What in the world? Like, it made you reevaluate all sorts of things and all sorts of questions. And for like nine months, you know, people were thinking about it. And I started a lost website and I thought about starting a lost podcast. I didn't do it, but it was awesome. Like, Tom going with the aliens, yeah, that's pretty good. But I mean, that wasn't like. It wasn't one of those things that would make you reevaluate the whole show or make you try to go back and rewatch the show. I'm like, well, what's what happened? Where'd that come from? And that's the kind of thing I would love to see here. I don't even know what it would be. I have no clue what it would be. Um, but I would love for it to be something just 
out of left field that makes you like, holy cow. We'll see. We'll get there. We're only a couple weeks away. Or actually, not even that. Just a couple episodes away. And uh, that'll be cool. Honestly, this is the part of the show we normally get into our Falling Skies and pop culture, Falling Skies and, and This Week in History or whatever. And apart from some personal history-type lessons, from Hal and Maggie's little talk and Tector and Weaver's little talk, I didn't catch anything on either side of that. There's one pop culture reference, sort of, that I think of. But again, I don't want to spoil people if they haven't seen the show, because that would definitely be a big spoiler. I mentioned that certain sci-fi show that was, you know, people looking for something, they find it, and it's destroyed. Yeah, I, so I don't want to ruin that for anybody if they haven't already seen it. But I think that's going to wrap up our show, pretty much. I mean, I just don't know that I have any real pop culture or any real historical references to get into. So we're going to stop here. We're going to tell you how you can get in contact with us here just for a couple minutes. And then we'll have a Pope quote of the week. And then that's going to be our show for this week. And so... Um, there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash falling skies. Find us over on Twitter. We are the falling skies. Find us on Google Plus. You can search for us in iTunes. It'd be a great way to subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can leave us a review or a star rating or whatever there, too. That would be awesome. You can find some of the other little shows I do. Not that I've had them updated regularly, but I have a show called The Muppets Podcast where I've had uh, five or six episodes. I had one a couple months ago now. I think it was in June. Sadly, I have a really, really randomly scheduled podcast. No, it's not even scheduled. Called the Random City Podcast. We're talking about random stuff. Last episode I had was when Alcatraz first started. <laughs> so it's been a little while. And then I had another little show that I really enjoyed and I just haven't had time to get back to it. I mean, even like this, I've been trying to do these regularly as the shows have been on. And even this week has been really late. But I really did enjoy working on the Supernatural cast. So I was talking about Supernatural there. Uh, I think I did like nine episodes of that and haven't had one of those in quite a while. But. Hopefully we'll get back to some of those here after the Falling Skies season wraps up. Uh, okay, so anyway, apart from iTunes and uh, Google+, Plus, you can also call us and give us a call or text us at 773-35-SKIES. And we'd love to have your voicemail, especially as we get here near the end of the season. I'd love to have kind of a uh, you know regular episode for the next two episodes and then kind of a fan reaction episode or something of just your stuff pretty much i would love to have your emails your um, phone calls or whatever for that postseason wrap show uh, i think it'll be amazing but anyway i think that's going to wrap up all the ways you can get in contact with us as far as those kind of things goes but you can also go over to fallingskiescast.com and leave comments and stuff there um, if you would care to and it has all this information listed there of how you can subscribe how you can um, get in contact with us so that's going to wrap up this episode for falling skies season two episode number eight death watch and we're coming up on episode number nine episode number 10 and then we'll be done for season two and looking forward to season three and so we're going to tell you adieu for now we'll see you soon hopefully very soon since this one's so late coming out this week and uh, we'll look forward to next time on the fallen skies cast and um, i'm jimmy georgia peace it's time for the pope quote of the week How's it going, kids? Damn it, Pope. Next time you do that, I'm gonna pop you in the nose. Yeah, well, then it'll just be like old times, huh? What do you want? Yeah, sometime soon. Uh, we can make a pit stop. All this beer duty is starting to take its toll on me. I'll only stop when the tank's empty. All right, that's the rule. You know that. We're part of being an advanced scout, don't you understand? Well, fine. I guess I'll just have to manage on the fly. No pancake. <laughs>
So I have a cool little mixer thing, but I never really play around with it all that much. So I can like talk and then like turn the little thing off and I'll keep talking. I never stop talking, but I can turn my power back on like this. I am a robot. I am a robot. And so I can act out stuff like in Star Wars and be like, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No, Luke. I am your father. See, that's kind of cool as it just kind of takes it away and then puts it back in. Ha ha ha. It's awesome. I never play around with these noises. Exterminate! 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 So anyway, that was pretty fun. That's that's more fun than I usually have podcasting because, I don't know, I don't usually mess around with all the knobs and things. (laughs) 